Hey, 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 how's it going out there, my mushroom lovers? Oliver Carlin here, the mushroom man. Today, I would like to talk to you about how to prevent getting the coronavirus using antiviral mushrooms along in, in conjunction with the CDC recommendations. So the big question is this, with over 10,000 different species of mushrooms, how do people that want to benefit from their various medicinal properties accurately identify them in the wild, grow them at home, or make them taste delicious without having to read confusing medical reports and possibly eating a poisonous look-alike by mistake? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Oliver Carlin, and welcome to Curative Mushrooms. All right, so, you know, I've been going to all these meetings lately for uh, the command I'm with in regards to, I'm in the Navy, so I, um, I'm i in charge of uh, one of the commands where I'm at, and so I've been going to these high-level leadership meetings in regards to the coronavirus, and we're talking like the person um, in charge of the entire hospital, right, these in He's an 06 captain in the Navy in charge of the whole hospital. And he's been putting out some guidance, you know, trying to get straight to the point on what is actually going on with the coronavirus. Because, you know, ever since this thing started, what, a couple months ago, just been there's been crazy rumors. I mean, I've heard things as crazy as um, this genetically modified virus that as soon as it hops to another person, it's a completely new modified uh, virus because it's genetically changing so fast that we can't make a cure for it because it changes too quick. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've heard some crazy, crazy things. And um, so going to these meetings and getting clarification, right? The biggest thing, <laughs> the biggest thing to know about this virus is it's very, very similar to the influenza, the flu virus, right? And the reason I say that is because they're both respiratory um, viruses that attack the respiratory system. And they, f- they do the same things technically, right? And the biggest difference being is there's no treatment. There's no vaccine for the coronavirus because it's brand new virus that we've never seen before. A lot of things we don't know about it, but the biggest problem being there's just no treatment. So that's what scares people, right? Because this virus gets into your body, it starts replicating at a million times per cell that it hijacks in your body. And those million cells that replicate hijack another million cells. And you can see how fast this can compound. And when your body has no outside assistance and it's relying 100% on the immune system to defeat this thing, if your immune system isn't 100% up to the game, that's why a lot of there's a high fatality rate for people that have preconditioned or pre um they already have illnesses that have compromised their immune system. Their body's already working to fight this illness. You bring in this new virus and they can't handle it. So that's why a lot of older people with compromised immune systems are the ones that are um not making it through, unfortunately. Um 
with the flu virus, very similar. It still replicates, you know, like a million times per cell. The difference being we have treatment for that, right? You can take like Tamiflu and it blocks these little receptors on the flu virus that keep it from basically replicating. And so they can't, it kind of stops it. it, really helps your immune system out to be able to fight it off. So that's what the coronavirus is, right? The biggest thing, <laughs> the only thing you can do, right, that's been put out over and over again, and I'm sure you've seen it on the news, right, is wear a ma- um, if, well, wear a mask. I was going to say wear a mask, but wear a mask only if you're infected. A lot of confusion there, right? You put the mask on, it blocks you from coughing if you have the virus and spreading the germs. If you don't have the virus, it doesn't make sense really to cover your mouth, right? Because one thing that's been put out about this virus is it spreads through droplets, meaning the person that has the virus has to cough or sneeze or something, transfer the virus onto a surface, then you would come along, touch the virus, and then it has to enter your body. Listen to this now. It has to enter your body through your eyes, nose, or mouth, or sexually, right? I mean, it's got to enter the body. It can't enter through your skin. It's got to go through one of the openings in your body, okay? So that's kind of what it, um, how it spreads. So the mask, unless someone's coughing directly in your face or you're surrounded by people that have the virus, the mask isn't going to help you, okay? Just the biggest thing that can help you per CDC recommendations is to wash your hands for a minimum of 20 seconds with soap and warm water. That's the most effective way to kill the virus if it's on your hands because it, the warm water and soap actually break apart the virus and kill it. Now, if you can't get to soap and water, then you can use hand sanitizer. But in order for that to be effective, you have to soak your hands in it because your hands need to remain wet for 30 seconds in order for the virus to actually die. And if you read any label of any disinfectant, they say 30 seconds. You have to keep it wet on the surface for 30 seconds to kill it. So that's your, your CDC guidelines, really. Um, they've also implemented social distancing, you know, remain six feet away. That's to prevent if someone coughs or sneezes, you don't get the droplets on you. And um, so that's pretty much it. So here, here's the, the question, right? Since how we know there's nothing we can freaking do, right, except prevent these different preventive measures of sanitizing and cleaning washing your work, you know, your workspace, everything daily. You know, one other thing, just to clarify, once this thing, we know we talked about the virus, right? Once this thing enters your body through like your nose, your mouth, it's going to immediately affect, um, it's going to affect those cells that it comes in contact with. So if it comes in contact with your nose, you might get a runny nose and it's going to work its way down through your sinus tract all the way till it gets to the back of your throat. Once it gets to the back of your throat, that's when you're going to feel a sore throat. And then it's, its end goal is to get to your lungs, okay? So it's going to work its way down into your lungs. Once it's in your lungs, that's where this cell wants to go. That's where its little receptors are thriving to attach to a lung cell. Once it's there, it's happy, it's home. That's where it wants to stay. It's going to replicate, replicate, replicate as much as it can. Most people, a lot of people get bronchitis, shortness of breath things like that at this point, and you can easily die from those conditions. 
um, because it builds up like a fluid in the sacs of your lungs because of the inflammation of it trying to fight this virus. And so it's easy to get bronchitis, I'm uh, not bronchitis, but um, pneumonia, okay? So that's what it does. So how do we stop it, right? There's no treatment. So, you know, me, um, well, you, you don't want to get sick. You don't, Here's the thing, right? This thing, one thing we've learned about it so far is once it gets to the lungs, it does so much damage. I mean, we're talking a million, this thing replicates a million times per cell. So it just does irreversible damage so quickly in the lungs because your body can't stop it quick enough. And a lot of people, they've beat the COVID-19 virus and later to die from a bacteria infection in the lungs because of all the dead cells in the lungs. And then they died from that. So the damage is real on, on what it's doing to the lungs. So we want to prevent that, right? We want to... Um, who knows what other damage it's going to do in the long term with this thing. And, you know, we want to feel, is there any way we can feel safe? Is there any way we can just give ourselves a good feeling knowing that, hey, we've prepared ourselves the best possible way to fight this thing off. And so that we don't get it. We don't end up with major problems, possibly dying or spreading it to someone that we love. Right. Since how there is no treatment and there's no vaccine. What can we do? And that's when I, um, me being the mushroom man, right? I know about the mushrooms being an antibacterial. I know it boosts the immune system. You know, I've, I've done, a, I've read a lot of research studies done on the mushrooms and I know what they can do. I mean, heck, did you know that if you inject a mushroom with E. coli, that will actually sweat out the antibodies? Did you know that penicillin was the first true antibiotic that was discovered back in 1928? And it's a fungus, just like the mushroom is a fungus. You see, the thing about mushrooms, right, is they thrive in the wild, living off the forest soil. They thrive off decaying wood and other bacterial matter in the ground. Their survival literally depends on their ability to be able to filter out bacteria and pathogens daily. So that's why they're such a powerful antibacterial bacterial, um, well, they have such strong antibacterial properties because they, they forced to in their survival of their conditions. So the cool thing is by eating mushrooms, we can gain a lot of those, um, the things that it does for ourselves. Now, up to that point, I hadn't really done too much study on viruses. I know, um, as an antibacterial funguses can be very powerful, but what about viruses? So, that's what I needed to figure out when I needed to do some research, go through some studies and try to figure out, you know, are there some mushrooms out there that are good for killing viruses? So that's what I did. Um, most of us have probably heard of vitamin C. It's a very powerful antioxidant that helps to boost the immune system, right? So there's nothing wrong with taking vitamin C. Most people know of that one. The cool thing I found was with mushrooms, you can boost your immune system um, and it, ha it does, it, it, did, it does end up having um, the ability to fight off bacteria, kill viruses, and has other benefits as well. And it does this mostly through its um, beta D glucans inside of the um, cell walls of the mushroom. Okay, so the top four mushrooms that I found with the most studies proven to kill viruses was one, the reishi, two, the cordyceps, three, 
the meitake, the hen of the woods, and four, the shiitake, shiitake. Now these ones, it's not to say that there aren't other ones out there. I'm sure there are. Um, most mushrooms really in general have the same type of benefits because they all thrive in the same world. But some have been studied more than others just because of their popularity and stuff like that. So the most popular mushroom that there is for medicinal purposes is the reishi. So it, it clearly has the most studies out there done. And I was reading one study where it has been shown to kill the influenza A virus, herpes, hepatitis, and H1N1 strains of the flu. So wow, there's actual clinical studies on it being able to be effective at killing these viruses. Now keep in mind that most there's still more studies that need to be done to prove its effectiveness and all this other stuff, but there are studies out there that show that it can and has the potential to do these things, right? The cordyceps mushroom has been shown, um, shown to have an effect in fighting the influenza virus, and it does this by boosting your body's natural virus killer cell activity, as well as boosting other virus killing cytokines in the body. Additionally, it has been shown to decrease inflammation in chronic asthma and other lung disease. So that's cool to hear because guess what? The coronavirus attacks the lungs. This one's specifically shown to help people who have lung diseases. So that one sounds really cool. The meitake, the cool thing about this mushroom is it's been shown to actually stop the replication of the virus. Wow, that's kind of like Tamiflu, what Tamiflu does, right? We talked about that. This can be very helpful in allowing your body to fight off without getting overwhelmed, right? So we're helping, by taking this, we can help give our immune system time to attack this thing without too many of our other cells dying off and doing a lot of damage before we can, our bodies can naturally fight it off. And then the last one was the shiitake. This one's exciting with its ability in stopping the growth of the virus by preventing the entry of it and has the cool um, ability of uncoating the virus so that your body knows it's a virus, right? And knows, um, so, it, so it can't disguise itself. Because that's what these viruses like to do. They like to be, your, your healthy cells don't know that they're a virus and the healthy cells let them in and that's when they take over. Well, this one has the ability to kind of alarm your body of the virus. And it's also been shown effective in fighting the herpes simplex virus, hepatitis C virus, human immunodeficiency virus, and the flu, right? Wow, that one sounds pretty cool. Additionally, there's been studies when um, the shiitake extract was given to mice that were infected with the influenza virus, it actually increased their survival rate. And when taken in combination with meitake, the one we talked about before, it's been shown to increase the effectiveness of its virus fighting ability. So it boosted even more with um, the combination. So you do get, looks like when you take different types of mushrooms, there's almost a synergistic effect of combining mushrooms, which is really cool. So what would be a good tip for that then would be to look at um, getting a blend. For me personally, I would just go after a mushroom supplement blend because it's very, very hard to find these some of these mushrooms, especially the reishi. You can get them dried. If you prefer not to do supplements, you can order a lot of these things dried online. You can re um, um, institute them with water and or just make them into a tea at home. 
which is fine. But if you just get the supplement powder, um, I have articles on my site where I, I recommend the best ones through my research to get out there. Because if you do go for a supplement, I just recommend find ingredients that do have the um, fruiting body and it's an extract. Because a lot of people, they, they pull in the mycelium and they, their, their supplements are made from mycelium which it's been proven and shown that you want the whole fruiting body. This mycelium is just the roots in the ground. The fruiting body is, you know, it's the culmination of the whole mushroom. And it's got the most beta-D-glucans and everything else that we want. And so I would recommend, for me, I get the fruiting body. Make sure it's an extract, not just ground-up powder of the mushroom. Extracts are better because they extract the actual beta-D-glucans and the stuff that we want out of the mushroom so it's more powerful than just grinding up the mushroom. Anyway, those are my recommendations. You can check out my site and see the ones I recommend there. There's not, But however you can get mushrooms, heck, if you can't even get these four mushrooms, just getting your common button mushroom from the store, if that's all you can get your hands on, eat that. I'm telling you, mushrooms in general, have the same type of effect with almost any mushroom you can get. So start boosting your immune system. Start eating whatever mushroom you can get your hand on, okay? And that's pretty much it. So by doing this, we can gain the ability of boosting our immune system, preparing ourselves to when we ever do come in contact with their virus, our bodies are ready to fight it off. You've given your body the biggest chance of survival you're boosting your immune system with vitamin C, great antioxidants. You're doing mushrooms, and you're you're preparing your virus, um, your body with all the stuff it needs to just attack the heck out of this thing as soon as it enters the body. And you'll you'll have a sense of peace knowing that you've done all you can do to prepare yourself for this, and buy you time, you know. And uh, before you know, there might be a treatment later in the future. I'm sure thousands of people must be working on that right now. But for now, focus on boosting your immune system the best you can. I do have an article written on this where I go into much more greater detail. And I recommend you go check that out. You can learn more about boosting your immune system and CDC recommendations and more about this virus in general at curativemushrooms.com. I've also hidden another secret in that article, a secret immune boosting tip that I do daily I'm going to leave that in the article because I want you to go ahead and find that and check it out. I don't want to spoil the surprise. And that's all I have for you today. I hope this helps you prepare for fighting the coronavirus off. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Please do subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss any future um, episodes that will be coming out really soon. And that's all I have for now. Take care, and I'll be talking to you soon. Bye. Curative Mushrooms has to post the standard FDA disclaimer. The statements made regarding medicinal mushrooms have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The efficacy of these products has not been confirmed by FDA-approved research. Curative Mushrooms is not making claims intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All information presented here is not meant as a substitute 
for or alternative to information from healthcare practitioners. Please consult your healthcare professional about potential interactions or other possible complications before consuming medicinal mushrooms. The Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act requires this notice. Thank you.